Thanks for pressing play on the BizTalk 518 podcast. I'm Leo Quinn. My guest today is Colleen Parisi of A Walk in the Park with Colleen. She is a Disney consultant who will help you save time and money during your time at Disney parks. And if you've spent any time there, you know it's very possible that you're going to waste a lot of time waiting in line. And Colleen can help you avoid all that. It's even in her motto. If you want to make your Disney planning easy, call Colleen Parisi. If you own a business in the Capital District, go visit collaborate518.com. It's for local business owners who want to save time and money advertising and marketing their business. So visit collaborate518.com. And now, Colleen, tell us about A Walk in the Park with Colleen. Uh, A Walk in the Park with Colleen is all about planning your trip to Disney so that it's fun and not stressful. Uh, I like to say I take the stress out and put the fun in. Uh, it's just so easy to be overwhelmed by all the information, and I find often that my clients have read the horror stories about, oh, if you don't do it soon enough, you're not going to get the dining you want and all these other things. You're going to stand for hours in line. And needless to say, that does not happen with my clients because I believe everyone should have a great time at Disney. And I have, uh, as of this past fall, I've added travel services on. So I can act as your travel agent as well as your in-park uh, guide. So we can so take you're care of everything. birds with one stone. Absolutely. Killing. Yeah. And, that's, and I, I, the people I know who know you, we've all been thinking, you should do travel also. So you finally did. So uh, very good. Um, We'll talk more about your business here toward the end, but let's go back a bit. Tell me where you were born. Uh, I was born in Syracuse, New York. Uh, I lived in various parts of upstate New York uh, growing up. Uh, then to get very far, went to college in Binghamton. <laughs> uh, and then back to Syracuse, but I've also lived in Massachusetts and Connecticut. But wow, you've been I all over. Yeah, I have. I, I have always felt this area was home, though. So mm -hmm. I, about, oh my gosh, now, 20 plus years ago, moved back here and I haven't left. Well, what did your parents do? Uh, my mom pretty much was a homemaker for most of our growing up. My father worked for different um, cities. Like he worked when we were in this area in my youth. He worked like for the city of Cohoes. Uh, he worked for the city of Glen Falls. Uh, what put us back in Syracuse uh, for like uh, high school, the end of high school, my father worked for New York State. Okay. Um, so his, you know, his, you know, because with the different city jobs, those are kind of contingent upon who gets elected. Right, for, right. For and if your guy didn't get elected, you might lose your job. Absolutely, yes. And did, do you have siblings? I have two sisters and a brother. Um, one of my sisters and my brother both live down in Virginia area. My other sister's over in Corning. Uh, and they are all ceramic engineers. Uh, I like to say I'm the only one who has a real job because I deal with people. <laughs> well, and they keep telling you know me what? yes. Go ahead. What is a what does a ceramic engineer do? Any idea? A ceramic engineer does a multitudes of things. 
Uh, my one sister that's in Corning works for Corning. She is actually one of the um, researchers and developers of Gorilla Glass that we have on all our cell phones. She has mm-hmm. done a lot of other things. Um, my brother has done anything from you actually using your computers and stuff, those little chips and everything. Those are actually it's partly ceramic. Okay. So he's done that work. He's worked for um, way back. He also worked for a company that did the ceramic insulators that you see up on your power lines. Sure. Uh, my one sister worked in a quarry because you end up with a lot of dust and ceramic dirt there, things they do with that. Uh, also, she worked for a company that built the catalytic converters for Toyota. Wow. Well, they it sounds like you were a black sheep of the family. I was, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> where did you Where did you go to grade school? Uh, grade school was partly in Syracuse because uh, we moved uh, in the middle of third grade. Excuse me, fourth grade. So then I was in Utica for a little bit, a few years in Utica, and then. Utica moved to um, Boston Spa, and that was in, the, and then left between tenth and eleventh grade. Moved back over to the Syracuse area, so had two years at the high school there, and then graduated. In, in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Did you did you have a favorite subject in school? Um, I. I always loved bio classes, and the high school that I went to had advanced classes. So I took some really neat uh, zoology, uh, botanical, all kinds of very unique classes. That was very fun. Uh, I did like English because, crazy as it sounds, I actually love Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. I find it, but that goes back to the teacher I had in ninth grade who really made it fun and interesting. That kind of got squished when I had a, a teacher when we were in, moved back to Syracuse in 11th grade who all I could say is she almost destroyed the love I had for Shakespeare. Wow. She was not good. It's, an, it's but, interesting to see how one teacher can affect the rest of your life sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. That mm-hmm. Teachers have a very big effect on people, and sometimes you realize and sometimes you don't. Right, right. And sometimes it's years later when you realize it. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you remember what you got on your SETs in high school? Okay, let's see. Um, <laughs> I had a total of 1040. Okay. On it. Um, I don't remember what the breakdown, I think it was 1040, or 1080, was it? Because uh, well, it was like... 1090, we'll say 1090. 1090. It was, I know it was like 480 on the verbal. I want okay. maybe it was. I was we're thinking not, it was we're not doing any fact checking here. So. Yeah, yeah, and I got the. There was a scholarship back then for having over a thousand total. It was like 250 dollars a year, I think. Mm-hmm. Great. Did you go on to college after <laughs> high school? Yes, I went to college at. To me, it was SUNY Binghamton. Now I know it's called Binghamton University. And I know it's like study? more than doubled in size from when I was there. 
What did you study? Here's the interesting part. I My degree is in anthropology, mm-hmm. and I am actually a field-trained archaeologist. Are you really? I am. I did not know that. <laughs> well, anthropology is the study of people, and I think everything I've done has always revolved around people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and along those lines, what was your very first job as a kid? Uh, other than, like, babysitting, mowing yards. I yeah, re- your real, at, first real paycheck. Uh, Ponderosa. The restaurant? Yeah. yeah. I worked Doing at that what? for, um, well, started as, like, you know, bussing tables, and then you graduate, like, to doing the salad bar. I did cooking, and then, like, the top was being at the register, and I ended up, you know, eventually up taking care of the register. Mm-hmm. So just about everything that, there. What was the job after, after that? that? Hmm. I was going to say, was it school, college? I worked in a bio lab in college. When I came out of college, I was going to take a year off and then go back to school, and I started a job in retail just as a sales associate, and I I really liked it, other than the, you know, weekends, nights all the time. Mm-hmm. I liked it because every day was different, and so it created a new challenge every day. I can't imagine being at a job where every day you did the same thing. Sure. Uh, so I did that, got into retail management, did that for, oh, gosh, 15 years, I think. And then I uh, had an opportunity to get out of retail world. So I went to work for Liberty Mutual Insurance and customer service. Mm-hmm. And then back in uh, 2016, they downsized us. They went to all call centers, so they got rid of all local. And that's when I finally got to put my idea of a walk in the park with Colleen into fruition. So it was sort you're sort of uh, forced to pursue a dream job. Well, I have actually, so that was in 60, I probably, it was in the back of my head probably since about 2010, Okay. And I think probably about 2012, it finally came out verbally, and I said to my husband, gee, it would be nice to retire at 55 and do this business. And he was all on board. Uh, my time schedule kind of got moved up a little bit because of the downsizing. I wasn't yet that age. Right. But I always look at it as a good thing because this has been amazing for me. Yeah, and I mean, credit your husband for being on board immediately. I can think uh, most people's spouses probably wouldn't be so supportive. Right. And his thing to me was, he goes, okay, you have two years to prove to me that it can be a viable business. And I thought, okay, that's fair. You know, it wasn't going to be let me go for years and years, but he said, you know, you've got two years to prove. And within actually 18 months, he says, okay, it's all yours. Go with it. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. 
did you, the other people that you told about this business, though, were they surprised? Did they encourage you? Did you get a lot of naysayers? How did that all work out with friends and relatives? Um, fr- relatives, some of them were like, you can't make money doing that. And it's like, mm-hmm. yes, there's a need out there. Um, I had some work people that were, like, very excited because they're like, you love that. You're going to be so good at it. And I'm like, okay. And then I had... Like, my boss, who was, at the time was very traditional, he's like, you're going to do what? <laughs> he's like, you can do that? I said, absolutely. But I think it's because if it's not something that you know about, that was, you know, going to Disney was never anything that he wanted to do or not in his wheelhouse of, you know, check sure. off on bucket list or anything. But the people that want to go whether it's, you know, them a couple, individual, family, they have that goal and they want to do it and they understand it. And I always look at it this way. I don't care where people go for vacation. I just want people to have a happy place. Right. And Disney is your happy place. Uh, you're, you're living the do-what-you-love-and-the-money-will-follow model. Absolutely which people love, but most people aren't able to do. And, yeah. you know, one of the secrets, of, I think, of your success is you're just out there meeting people every single day. And Oh, yes, I'm always out. <laughs> that's why I, I, when you first called in, I said, are you home? Because you're always out and about, and you've always got these clips from Disney World, and I can never tell if you're actually there at that point or it's a, a video from a previous trip. So I know you're a... A frequent traveler to Disney World in Florida. How often do you hit the other places? Uh, I have been to Disneyland California once, although I'm looking for. I think I'm going to wait till next year to go back to there, to go back to California. Although I have been to Disneyland Paris once as well. Uh, that was neat, and it's really kind of while to see the different cultures and how it affects certain things. Certain things are definitely the same, but some things are totally different. Hopefully sure. by 2022, I will have my big trip to the Orient to hit the three Disneys there, Shanghai, Hong Kong, and Tokyo. Wow. And now as a travel agent, maybe you can get, get a group together. Who knows? Yes, I think it would be amazing. Well, now, tell us about you first enunciated this idea in 2012. Who was your first mm-hmm. client? Uh, my first client was a, a woman who was referred to me from uh, somebody I had met through networking and actually was within my first week of business. Wow. And she was looking to go with her husband and, at the time, two children and she was like, okay, I just need some help. I'm like, great. She was going less than a month. She was going to be going. And so we sat down one evening and we took care of everything. And her husband, who didn't think you had to drive more than a half hour to do anything for vacation, mm-hmm. uh, had a great time, got to see his daughters. And that really, I think, is what changes some parents is when you see your children's reaction to things. Sure. Um, and so when they got back, uh, his response there was, you know, I think that maybe we need to go back. 
And so that was a big one. And actually, she and I are working on a second trip currently. That's fantastic. And what was what was it like when you got that check or got that money? Do you remember that feeling? I do. Um, it it was wonderful, and it kind of gave you that belief. Yes, what you're doing is right. You're helping people, and you can make money doing it. The money is a nice side effect to it. Um, but I just to get somebody to feel that happy and be that excited, going from stressed to excited. And quite frankly, most clients, after I meet them the first time, because I usually go to their home to make it easier for them, when I'm leaving, they give me a hug. And this is the first time they've met me. Yeah, that's great. How did you, I know some people starting a new business and one that doesn't have a lot of uh, um instructions for starting how did you come up with your pricing for your services uh that one was a challenge i initially when i was started talking about the whole idea i was like well i think i should charge you know x amount of dollars and i had you know multiple people say to me if you charge too little people won't look at you as a professional they'll look at it oh it's a hobby thing or you're doing it for fun um not that i don't do it for fun but that they don't look at you as a professional. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, so I began asking what is considered, you know, professional pricing. Uh, And so I got feedback from that and did prices on that. I initially started as hourly rates, and I had many, many people say to me, you need to create a package. What Mm -hmm. you can do, not that you can't add things into it and change the price, but start with a basic package of what services you offer. So I'm like, okay, I did that. And that's basically what I use now is the package. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has a sliding scale based upon the number of days that somebody's going to be at Disney. Uh, I actually have a client who I think he's on his fifth trip now to Disney. All I do is take care of his dining reservations and his fast pass reservations. Fast passes mm-hmm. are kind of like a go-to-the-head-of-the-line ticket for rides. Okay. Other than that, he takes care of everything himself. That's great. And the hourly thing probably scared people just because they don't know what they're getting into. Absolutely. I think that that was it. They didn't know how big it could go, whereas with a package, they were like, okay, I know that it's this. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes a lot more sense that way. Well, it's time for our, our what I call our speed round. Uh, if okay. you could have coffee, lunch, or dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who you've never met, who would they be and why? Uh, Walt Disney, I would love to know what he thinks of all the changes and happenings that are going on at Disney World and Disney throughout the world. Uh, I actually, and this is going to sound crazy, I would love to meet John Wayne. I have been a John Wayne fan all my life. And I would just want to talk to him about, you know, the the things that he went through in his life to get to the popularity that he was and the different people that he met and who influenced him. Uh, third one, huh? Yeah. Trying to think here, who would be someone else? I'm not sure. That's kind of strange, though, huh? 
but that's all right. Two is enough. <laughs> I, in my youth, in my youth, I probably did a, a pretty good John Wayne impression. I'm not sure I could pull it out right now, though, so I won't. <laughs> um, yes, have you did. had any run-ins with famous people? Have you met any famous people? Run into famous people when you're when you're out and about? Um, I met Melissa Etheridge. Okay. She was she's such an amazing woman, just and very very down to earth. Uh, I did see once at Disney, I saw Snoop Dogg, uh, did not mm-hmm. talk to him, but did see him there. Uh, uh, kind of saw Mike Tyson from afar, but no, but no, no real celebrities. Okay. Not yet, anyhow. That's right. Not yet. That's a good way to put it. Are you a podcast listener? I do listen to some podcasts. Um, what are some of your favorites? Well, I think the ones like Maggie I did, I really like the way that she presents the different businesses. Um, Erica Tebbins has the Sell It Sister. I think she gives right. some really good advice to people out there who are in business or trying to get a business going. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a group, uh, Crazy for Disney, uh, that they have one. They just joined uh, with another big group. Uh, behind the ears, I like to listen to those. Another big Disney one is Tim the Tracker, and you'll find people who are Disney fans, they tend to listen to him as well. Okay. Do you have a favorite restaurant in the area? Um, I would say, I had somebody ask me that yesterday. I would say Augie's. Right here in Balsam Spa. Right here in Balsam Spa, yeah. Although if it's breakfast, you got to go to the Iron Roost. Because Augie's doesn't Again, have breakfast. <laughs> no, they don't have breakfast. <laughs> and the Iron Roost for breakfast. Okay, I'm not going to ask you your the favorite vacation spot story because we know we know that one. Uh, do you have a, a favorite book that has influenced you in business or personal life? Actually, there's. I'm trying to think of. There's actually a couple different ones that I've read that are different authors uh, with children who have been on the spectrum and Mm -hmm. how Disney has affected their lives. Wow. Um, Yeah, there's a couple different ones out there, and you don't realize the difference that it has made for people. Um, The one person basically, because of Disney, went from being a nonverbal autistic to a speaking and then has actually just flourished in his life. Wow. There's a story of someone who heard Gilbert Gottfried. That might be the one you're talking about. He was the voice of somebody in one yes, of them. that's the exact one. Yes, yeah. Ron, I'm trying to think, it's Ron Suskin, and I'm trying to think if that was the son or the dad. I think that was the dad who actually wrote the book. Um, and, and there's other stories of how that has affected people, and you don't, you know, you think that you go, it's a vacation, you have fun, but for some people, it was completely life-changing. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at a New York Times article, I guess, called Reaching My Autistic Son Through Disney. Yep. So, great, great. All right. How about a piece of advice? that someone gave you that stuck, either business or personal? 
just get out there and talk to everybody and build relationships. Don't be a card swapper. Build relationships. And you epitomize that. How often, how many nights a week are you out and about at networking events? Anywhere from one to four. Yes, probably do some twice a day, some probably. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> yes, I do. Very good. Well, how do, uh, and let's talk a little bit about, you've added, uh, you talk about adding travel now to your list of services. You, can you do travel other than, to other than Disney parks? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I've got like three or four people on cruises now. But, yeah, I can book anywhere, anything. I'm doing a lot of training on that, so that's taken up a lot of time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a good way. Because, again, and, I want people to have the best time wherever they go. Right, right. And you're probably learning other things that you didn't know just being focused on Disney. So it helps you all around. Yeah, my clients are thrilled. They only have to deal with me now, you know start to finish they don't have to go talk to a travel agent and then come back to me for the in park i take care of it all that's great that's great well how do people find you get in touch with you what's your social media presence addresses and all that sort of fun stuff um on facebook linkedin it's a walk in the park with colleen Instagram, it's just walk in the park with Colleen because the A made too many digits. Okay. My website, you know, awalkinthepartwithcolleen.net. Um, All right. You can email me, Colleen, at awalkinthepartwithcolleen.net. Call 518-265-1421. I even have a YouTube, and that's under... A walk in the park with Colleen. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Leo. Have a good day. You too.